Welcome to Pushing Through. I'm Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid BJ Armstrong. And BJ, we are in the heart of the first round oh. of the NBA playoffs. We got a lot of drama. We got a lot of conversations. We got arguments on the bench. We got Steph Curry trying to prove that he should have been the sixth man of the year. Um, and we got a whole lot of conversations <laughs> about who looks the best so far in the first round. But uh, I want to start today's show, our first playoff show, talking about one man in particular, a man that is always... Uh, captured our attention or our attention from the start in his first playoff game. He looked like he belonged there. The Ant Man, Anthony mm. Edwards, BJ. Can I just get a, a a response of what we saw in that first game against Memphis? And I want to talk about that series because they play tonight, uh, Tuesday night, and uh, right now it's one and zero. And the Minnesota Timberwolves went into Memphis and got themselves a nice win. You know, Tate. I like to refer to myself. Real name, no gimmicks. <laughs> And right now, Anthony Edwards, real name, no gimmicks. Mm. When the lights are shining the brightest, Tate, he shows up. It's clear cut. He's a big-time player. Big-time players make big-time plays, and they show up in big-time moments. Anthony Edwards is the real deal. He's the real deal. He is a superstar in waiting. Now, if he continues on this path and continues to – you know, continue to refine and perfect his craft. This young man looks like he could be an MVP caliber player, perhaps even win the award. He has the physical ability to do it. He's clearly not afraid of the moment. He shows up. He plays on both ends of the court. And what I like most about him right now, Tate, is he's playing on both sides of the ball. He's yeah, he said uh, on ESPN, I was watching uh, earlier today, you know, they were, I think it was yesterday, they were talking to him and they asked Anthony about his defense and he said he thinks he's the best defensive he's player in the league. He's a very impactful player. <laughs> and he can guard one through three, as you said, you know, there, there's guys, you know, well, that everyone he's a says six. that, you know. Well, he's a six. Let me tell you, let he, me he say can this. do one through three. No one's guarding Giannis. No one's guarding Kevin Durant. No one's mm-hmm. guarding Kyrie Irving. So... When people say that, let's put it into into context. Yeah. You, you know, like, no one's stopping Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. No one's stopping Anthony Edwards. <laughs> okay. Now, I do feel he can match up and play against many of these players, those caliber players. And that's what we're saying. He is an yeah. elite athlete. He's got size, strength, great footwork on both sides. Tough kid, and he makes big. Sh- he 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 plays in a timely fashion. You know how some players they make shots and then they always miss the shot at the biggest moment. Well, he's the exact opposite. He may miss shots in the first few quarters, but in the fourth quarter when they need it most, Ant Man is going to hit it. So yep. I love what I'm seeing, and what I again I just want to make sure that we, that we point this out here. This kid is showing some leadership. He's showing that he's very coachable. He's also showing that he respects veterans. Patrick Beverly is mentoring him right in front of us. Yeah. Patrick Beverly is showing him the following, which to me will follow him for the rest of his career. Winning matters. See, this is what I don't think everyone understood. They were looking at the celebration, but you know what I loved? This kid was prepared for that moment, and he should celebrate those. These little, these little victories along the path, they add up. And if he, yeah. if he gets 15 more of them, he'll be laughing at us. 
because everyone in the media was saying, why are they celebrating? Oh, yeah. He's not short of confidence, Tate. This man, if anything, we need to tone his confidence down a little bit. (laughs) But he's not short of confidence. And you know what? He gives me confidence watching him because you know what? He's not afraid of the moment, Tate. I love it. I love what I'm seeing. Minnesota has a great one. Not a good one. They got a great one. They should be happy with the future of the organization. And I can't wait to see where his talent takes takes me as a, as a fan. I am an Anthony fan. Edwards fan. That's his real Agreed. name. And you know what I love about his game? There's no gimmicks. He's bringing that heat. Now, on the other side, we love Memphis. Memphis is the feel-good story of the regular season. They said they want to the smoke. They say they're well, running the up the chimney. Well, yeah, you know fire's what? in town. Okay. Yeah. Now, I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> Anthony Edwards is going to bring it. Yes. I still think Memphis is the better team right now. Too. But I can't underestimate greatness because Anthony Edwards has the ability to raise his level of play. John ja Morant has the same. So right now, we are in for a treat. This is a must game for the Memphis Grizzlies. Yes. This, is, this will be a highly contested game, and every possession will count. Because if Memphis goes down 0-2 in this series. Going back to Minnesota. We got a problem. Major problem. Okay. And the thing that really that really worries me about, you know, from the Memphis side of things is just that Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, he is the best big in this series, no doubt. And when you talk about being able to maybe influence a game, having Cat, and then having a wing player like Anthony Edwards play at that elite level, I mean, they're <laughs> they're well, really they're they're playing really good basketball know, Tate, right I, now. I, I would agree with you that he is the best big. He would he certainly in game one was the best big. Mm-hmm. And if if Memphis doesn't make an adjustment, without question, I agree with you that he is the best big in the series. However, Memphis is going to make some adjustment here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Steven Tyler Adams. Jenkins and these guys are going to make an adjustment. That's why they get paid the big bucks. Yeah, Coach Jenkins nominated for yes. Coach of the Year. He, they're going to make some adjustment, and we're going to see if Carl Anthony Towns can make an adjustment. Because what I saw in the Clippers series was Anth- Carl Anthony Towns didn't make an he didn't make an adjustment in his game versus the Clippers. Yeah. Okay, so let's the, see. The Clippers took him out of the game, yes, no doubt so about it. so let's see what happens before we anoint him for their other six games. Yeah, certainly, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I'm just saying, yeah. on paper, he's the best big in this series, right. so he can influence. Yeah, well, you know, I, I think Memphis is going to have something to say about this. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, you know, take, all right, guy got a nice hook in in the first round. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I can take a hit, though. They did, and they're a hot team. I mean, they've been playing playoff basketball in the play-in and everything. So if you're Memphis, like you said, you just got hit in the mouth. Just got hit. Now you come back and say Let's we're see. the better team. Now, if he yeah. comes out again tonight and dominates, then Tate, now, I got to get on air and say, you know what, Tate, you had the third eye vision, you saw it. This is a good team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now, in game one, Tate, a lot of times, a couple things will happen. Just like what we saw with Tyrese Maxey there in Philadelphia. Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris were open in game one for a reason. Because that's what Coach Nurse said. If we're going to lose, let's let the others beat us. And they did. Mm -hmm. 
Tyrese Maxey at 38, Tobias Amazing. at 26, and you're going, wow. Those are the third and fourth options. But, but the most impressive thing was they bounced back in game two, and they both had 20 points again. Talking about Tobias Harris. Now you're saying, what you going to do? Pick your poison. Yeah, you're going to have to make an adjustment. Now here. you, now you got to make an adjustment. Mm-hmm. Because Tyrese Maxey has shown if Or you're going to die by Maxey. Yeah, you're just going to let Maxey beat you. Yeah. If unattended, he can get you 40 points in a game. Well, he got 38. So I'm just going to round it off and say it's a 40. <laughs> Tobias Harris, you know, he's an undersized four. And he's going to be fine. He's a pro's pro. But this game, Minnesota and Memphis, is going to be highly contested. It has the potential to be one of the better games that we've seen thus far. You know, that Memphis, mm-hmm. not Memphis, that Brooklyn-Boston game was a terrific game one. Can't wait for game two. But mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to it. I've been excited about the playoffs. And, you know, Tate, I'm in basketball heaven right now. Me too. Can we talk about that uh, Sixer series? I know Midas will enjoy that. <laughs> Can I, I mean, ring the bell? Where's Midas? I want to ring the bell. You know what I mean? I, I, I want to ring the bell. Yeah, let, let's, talk about, let's talk about Philly. Let's go. Let's go there. Well, Joel Embiid has been, um, you know, Doc said it, you know, after the, you know, the game last night, he said that he was taking the hits early in game two. And then he, he told him to, to deliver that physicality, to, to deliver the blows and obviously getting to the free throw line. And I mean, Joel's just been dominating um, in this series throughout. And then he goes over to Nick Nurse uh, and, and asks him to politely, refle- respectfully stop bitching about the, the calls. Um, so it has been it has been all Joel and conversation? Is that the conversation? That's what Joel you said. Know, I called Nick our good friend after the game. <laughs> you know, shout out to Gus Johnson. Yeah, he was amazing. Can, like, like, can we give can we get thirty seconds know, to, to Gus? Of course, you know, Sir of Gus. Course. You know, as I like to be fair here, Sir Gus was amazing during the game. He was amazing. Oh, is that our guy Gus right there? Is that Gus? Yeah, call. Let's call him the Danny Green dunk. Embiid with possession snatches down his own rebound, sticks it back in, and one. The big man. You know, Gus was amazing, and I called Gus. I said, "Gus, what, what was going on?" You know, we—I I didn't get the conversation. What was what was going on between those two? But I saw a little interaction, and I, and I like you know, I, I like stuff like that. You know what I mean? Especially when you're when you're talking a little trash. You know, you yeah, know, of course. I, I call it re- respect respectful conversation. You know what I mean? A little yeah, respectful conversation there. But yeah, it was good. Joel Embiid. Listen, he's a physical kid. And I want to give a shout out to the refs. You know what, Tate? You know, I, I, I want to go, I, I want to sound like an old guy right now. Back in the day, Tate, when we played, right? You know, mm-hmm. we had to walk to the games, right? We walked from LA to New York. We didn't even have planes, right? You know, you know, you know how us old guys talk. Yeah, the Hornets walked to the playing game. That's what yeah. But let me tell you something, though. You know what I really love about the refs? And I want to give a shout out to the refs here. I want to give them some love. The play of the playoff, the, the games have been called in the playoffs. They're very physical. I kind of like it. Yes. Like, Tate, like, <laughs> you know, during the regular season, you know, you're looking at these fouls. You go, is that a foul? Like, what's going on? But in the playoffs, the, they're letting these guys play. And it's consistent. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's what I think. Is I, I, I love it. I don't have a problem with it. You know, Tate, like, you know, let me feel your body a little bit. Tate and I are bumping a little bit. No harm, no foul. And I really love how the referees are allowing these guys to play in the playoffs. 
Great job by the refs. <laughs> Great job. I mean, keep this coming because I recognize this game and it's like fun. Like I was just looking at the 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 viewership over the weekend. It's been like the highest rating since like 2011. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was so I'm not alone, but I'm really I'm digging. You all right? Can you dig mm-hmm. it? Can you dig it? I'm digging this. I'm digging this physical playoff basketball and it's been really fun to watch. Are you are you worried about the Sixers? I mean, uh going to Toronto cuz like we talked about they've had some problems with the Raptors, you know, throughout the year, especially up in Toronto. Are you worried they can they can keep the momentum going? Well, let me I, let, I let me say like, let me say this. I feel like the Sixers could win this. Let me say this. Let me say this. Okay, first of all, I, you know, I'm I'm just I'm wearing a lot of different hats. Now I'm going to go into my former player. Yeah. I don't see Kawhi Leonard. I don't see Kyle Lowry. I don't see any of those guys in a in a Raptors uniform. No Scotty Barnes either. Okay, I don't see Ben Simmons. I don't see any of those guys who we're referring to that were in whenever. Was that last year or the year before or whenever that happened? Whenever that occurred or whenever, whenever that happened. It's a yeah. new era. It's a new time. It's not 2019. It's 2022. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's let's move on. Like yeah, okay. everyone wants to act like it's like, you know, it's kind of like talking about, teams. you know, yeah. like you guys in Carolina, you got rich history. Okay. That was 40 years ago when you won. What does that got to do with today? Nothing like these five players, years ago. Yeah. These, these players don't know. <laughs> and as a former player, I really don't care what happened before I got there. <laughs> to be honest with you, I really don't even care about what happened last year, <laughs> last game. But if you want to talk about it, Tate, no, we don't talk about. Yeah, I'm just I'm I just, wa- uh, just wonder if you're worried about you know Philly. This is what I'm worried about. If I'm Philly, this is what I'm really worried about. You did what you supposed to do. You protected home court. Mm-hmm. Job well done. Exactly. Now, That's the what series I mean. are we, are we, can they keep that up? Can they keep? Well, was that, that just we haven't seen a play on the road they, now. You know yeah, what I mean? Like okay. Toronto is going to go home. They're going to be better. They're going to be playing in front of their home crowd. The bench and Doc Rivers is going to coach a little different, right? He's going to lose Tybal, so he's going to be down one person. He's probably going to short his rotation. And let me say this. Unless Tyrese Maxey continues to play at this level, James Harden is going to have to play better because winning is covering up everything right now. When you win, you don't say anything. But when you look at his numbers, his numbers are down of what we've come to expect from James Harden, and the numbers are up of what we've come to expect from Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey is playing so well, I have to refer to him moving forward as Mr. Tyrese Maxey because he is not deferring to Joel Embiid or James Harden. So how they're going to play on the road is going to have to be a lot different than what they're playing at home. I don't know what to make of Philly right now. Because let me say something about James Harden. James Harden, you're on the clock. Mm. Okay? You're on the clock. Why are you on the clock? Because no one, no one in Philly is saying, wait till next year. You know what they're saying? Now. Yeah, we traded for you now. Now, They want a championship now. Midas knows this. He probably don't want to admit this. If they don't win the championship, there's going to be some 
upset people there in Philly. And you know who, you can't say anything about Joel Embiid. You can't say anything about uh, Tyrese Maxey. But James Harden, James Harden said, yeah, he don't feel the pressure. Wait a minute. Yeah, that was a terrible quote. I don't know what, I'm not here to judge the quote. All right. Well, everybody else except him feels the pressure. So here we are. Let's see. But let me tell you, it's going to be a hostile environment up there. You and I should go up there and be in Jurassic Park and do the podcast from there. Okay? Because it's going to be, it's going to be hype, but they're going to need to go up there and play and play at a high level. So until they win on the road, I don't know what to make. Because getting past the first round, I don't think that's the goal here. Getting out of the second round, if they don't get to the NBA Finals and win this thing, you're going to hear some you, – you, you, you're going to get some real drama coming out of Philly as these, if that doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, we can see some major changes, whether it be coaching or – I, I don't know. Who knows? Hey, listen, Who Doc knows? Rivers – you know, Doc Rivers to me – it's getting an unfair shake in all of this. Doc Rivers is a great coach. No, that's what I mean. I'm saying Doc might want to go somewhere yeah, else. I mean, he might. You know, I, I just think Doc is a terrific, terrific coach. And I hear people always saying, you know, it's always he's blown through. I haven't seen Doc play since the 90s or sometime then. I haven't seen him play. So you give a, you, you put your team in position to be up 25 and they can't hold a lead. Well, somebody's got to be responsible for that. Same guy who gave you the game plan to get you up 25. Okay. Now, to Doc's credit and his leadership capability, he always takes the, he always holds himself accountable. But real talk, if we can have real talk, you know what I mean? Hey, man, you, you know, I, I've had coaches not call timeouts because he say, listen, I gave you the game plan. You got to go out there and execute it. Yeah, sink or swim. That's Dean Smith. I mean, everyone used to get mad he didn't call timeouts. You know what to do. You know what to do. That's what I'm saying. You know what to do and you know how to do it. So to me, that's great coaching. When your coach is willing to say, you know what? I believe in y'all not to call a timeout. That lets me know something. He coaching where he's supposed to coach in practice. All this overcoaching in the game when the camera's on, come on. That's false hustle. Guys running up and down the sideline. Come on, man. We know what it is. In practice, you you just leaning up against the, the 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 basket pole, but then when the lights come on in the game, you running up and down, putting on the show. Mm-hmm. I want to see that energy in practice where you are preparing these guys so that when they play, they know what to do. And that to me is why Doc Rivers is a great coach. Because you know what? When they struggle, Doc sit there. <laughs> <laughs> He should sit there because you know what? <laughs> Last <laughs> night, and I, and you know, you got me fired up on this one. Last night, they were up big, and, and Toronto went on a 20 to 2 run. They went on a 20 to 2 run. And you know who stopped the run? Mr. Tyrese Maxey. Mm-hmm. See, you're not going to hear that on, on, on the other channels because they're just going to talk about narratives. Tyrese Maxey stepped up. And stop the run. 23 points, nine rebounds, eight assists. Talk to me, Tate. See, let's put some respect on his name. That's Mr. Tyrese mm-hmm. Maxey. 
Mm-hmm. Got a steal, got a block. Ray. Yeah, he, he now that to me is showing one that 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 young kid understands what's going on here, and only year two, and more importantly, <laughs> crazy Doc, trust him. Yeah, no, he's he's let him be free, he and, let, and, and you know what? You need those type of players because you know every great coach will tell you, I can't be a great coach unless I have a great player. Mm. And you need great players to make great plays. And so far, this young man has stepped up and performed. He looks like the number two option on this team right now. Tyrese Maxley is a – right now, he's playing like a top ten player in the playoffs. Okay? Now, I don't know how long he's going to maintain this, but he showed you glimpse. He's giving you glimpse, glimpses of what this could be. So I'm going to give him credit. It's been fun to watch. You know what? The man, he plays downhill as well as I've seen in a long time with that ball and in his hands. And he knows how to compliment and play off yeah, Joel. And he plays off Joel. He plays off James Harden. But you know what I love now is he's playing with confidence. He's not deferring. He don't defer. And, and that, to me, is what makes him special right now is that he's a young player. So it's been fun to watch. Yeah. And it almost throws you off that he's not deferring. You know what I mean? Because you expect like the second well, year player yeah, he would. Yeah, yeah, he just, yeah, he just going. It's, it, it's not easy. That's not no. easy, Tate, you know, to do. Especially, you know, he's a guard. I know James Harden is technically the point guard. But Tyrese Maxey right now, he, he was the one like who one stepped up when, the, when the they league. had that run. And everyone else followed. And I thought that was fascinating. I was like, interesting. Like, he was the one who really came to the forefront. So, you know, good for them. They won They they, they won the games at home like they were supposed to. You know, Don Stanley came out and she rang the bell before oh, the game, Don you know. Staley. How about that? I don't know. He said the crowd was great. You know, he said, you know, he said Philly was great. It, it was good energy in the building. You know, it's good energy. Always. You know, everyone's feeling good right now. When you win, you win at home. And, you know, th- this team has gone through some things. You know, playing in Philly is not easy. You know, I've played in Philadelphia, you know, in playoff series. And they've had some incredible players there. They have great fans there. So, you know, but I, I still think there's a lot of pressure. Uh, but, you know, Gus was Gus said it was great. And uh, hopefully he'll come back. Yeah, he's got to come back. I mean, the NBA was better with Gus Johnson. Wasn't it? Mike, so. It had it had a it had a different feel with Gus's voice. Well, it had the right feel. Yeah. It had the the energy that you're supposed to have when you watch a basketball game, and that's why Gus is so good. And uh, yeah, it felt it felt like it was right. It felt like it was meant to be when he did it. So that was good. Uh, I do want to talk. You talked about great coaches and great players uh, in a great series. Well, the series isn't going so great for the MVP um, out there in Denver. Nikola Jokic gets tossed last night, but the Golden State Warriors have found something with Steph Curry coming off the bench. He scores 30 points, 34 points in 23 minutes last night. What did you see in this in this Golden State game, BJ? Because obviously today, I mean, it's leading every single show. People are talking about the Warriors. Are they the are they, are they back? Is this the death lineup and all this other crazy stuff? But I just I, I think that Jordan Poole is playing great basketball and having Jordan Poole and Steph Curry. Uh, is a luxury. And the fact that both those guys are playing to that level, it's fun to watch. So what did you see in the Bay last night? And uh, are you worried about Denver? Or do you think they can get it back uh, and, and maybe get some games once they get back uh, home in Denver? Well, the same joy I've had watching these these games, and I've been thrilled 
that's my level of disappointment in watching the Denver Nuggets. I've been yeah. very disappointed in them. Not so much of just, a, you know, saying this player is playing bad or what have you. But this is why I'm disappointed in watching Denver. They don't look like they are engaged into the game. Mm-hmm. You know, when you watch Jokic, he seems off right now. I, I think that MVP campaigning, I, I, it just feels like a distraction. I don't know. He feels well, like he's not. He feels like he's not present or whatever it is. I, I, this like, is yeah, what right. this is what I think it is. This is what I think it is. You know, Tate, when you play this game, the very first time you see something for the first time, it's always a shock to you. You know, the first time a player puts you in isolation, you go, whoa, like. The first time someone scores 40 points on you, you're like, whoa, <laughs> like, you know, the very first time you're dribbling the ball and someone just rips you clean. You're like, wow, this is a different league. I got to. Now, this is what I see with Jokic. He's getting looks, different looks every single time he gets the ball. They give him a different defensive scheme. Talking about the Warriors when he's on the right box. They give him a different defensive look. When he's on the left box, they help in certain ways when he catches the ball at the top mm. and they're forcing him to do and they're taking away something from his game, which most teams don't take away. When he catches the ball, they close out on all the other players for the Denver Nuggets and they're taking away his ability to pass, which is probably his best attribute as a player. Mm-hmm. And they're forcing him to score. And they're forcing him to play faster than he really wants to play because he picks you apart. He's like waiting for somebody to turn their head. And everyone's like, no, we're not turning our head. We're not. We're only going to double you after the second dribble on the right side. We're coming off the catch on the left side. If you score, we may come from the baseline. If someone cuts through, they're giving him, look, he can't catch a rhythm. That's the first thing. The second thing, which I think is a problem for him, because I've said this since he's gotten in the league. If he ever gets in elite conditioning, which he has, he will be an elite player, which turned out to be an MVP. This is the first time for him that the Golden State Warriors are in involving him in every defensive scheme or in the Warriors case, every offensive play. Wherever he's at on the floor, they're attacking him. They're attacking him. That's what I noticed. Yeah. He can't, he's in every play. He's so mm-hmm. fatigued because he has to play every minute, every second of the game. And he's already carrying this team anyway. You know what I mean? They, they're and, and, just like, it's just, they're making it's just it too even much. worse. Yeah, it's too exactly. much for him. And so it's frustrating. It's because he's being attacked. And when yeah, he's exactly. being attacked, there's no one to help him. So it's him on the on the help. It's him on the hedge and screen. It's him on the rescreen. It's him that has to come over and rebound the ball. They want him to dribble the ball out. Watch this. He rebounds the ball and watch how everyone goes and guards their guy because they want him to play 94 feet. Do you know how? They want him to have to bring the ball up. Yeah. He's a, he's just fatigued. There's no help for him during the course of the game. It's kind of like. And the pace, the pace is already at the Warriors pace. And they're pace, playing so. at a. Watch, I haven't seen Draymond Green and Kevon Looney run this fast in five years. 
<laughs> These guys are running down the court post lane sprinting. Mm-hmm. So the problem is he's being attacked for 48 minutes. And he doesn't have any help. And I don't know. I'm going to assume that the coaches see it. I got to assume, right? I mean, these these guys are watching film. They're watching the game. I'm just watching the game on TV and I can see it. So at some point here, we have to figure out how to help him because he's being asked to do every single thing in the game. And when Boogie comes in, they were not attacking Boogie. And so that's why Boogie was playing better. And everyone's like, the, the Nuggets look better with Boogie on the court. It's because they, they let. Now, I'm going to give Coach free. Kerr credit, right? I first saw this. I first saw this technique against the Detroit, versus the Detroit Pistons some years ago. They went after Michael Jordan. The, the, the Jordan rules is not just a defensive scheme. For the opposing team. The Jordan rules is we are going to attack him every opportunity we can get. The first play of the game, we're going to run Joe Dumars off of four screens and everyone's job is to touch Michael Jordan on every screen. Mm-hmm. The first five plays of the game, we are going to run a screen roll, not to score on Jordan, just so we can screen him twice. Yeah, just so he gets felt. Yeah. So we're going to come off hard one way, Joe. Bring him hard the other way, Joe, so we could touch him again. And then let's put him in isolation. And then we're going to attack him again on the defensive end when he gets the ball. Jokic is seeing something for the very first time he hasn't seen. How do I know this? Because I'm watching his frustration. He is the biggest and, and perhaps the best player on the floor right now. And he's playing out of position. Because one of the things they're going to have to do in this series is he can't be the facilitator in this series. He has to be the score in this series. Think about and what I just gonna, said. Yeah. You and, can't. And that's why, that's why I think Compazzo's got to play because they I, need well, someone to be well, that facilitator. They need someone that can manage the game. See, that's yeah. the, what the Warriors... Here's the one thing about the Warriors. Everyone's, oh, that Jordan Poole's playing great. Jordan Poole is shooting the ball well. All right? Mm-hmm. It's a pool party right now. He's playing well. Steph Curry comes off. Okay. It's fabulous. Klay Thompson's, when you're making baskets, everything looks great. But here's the key. Who's managing the game for the Warriors? It's Draymond Green. And what we know about the Warriors, if you're going to beat the Warriors, You have to manage and attack them to the person who's managing the game. Now, I'm not sure what Aaron Gordon and Jeff Green or whoever's supposed to be guarding Draymond Green is doing. Oh, I know why. It's because they are making sure that they match up Draymond Green on the offensive end with the other guy who they know can't do everything, which is Jokic. Yep. So Jokic, now I'm going to ask Jokic, hey, I need you to come up and pressure Draymond Green. It's too much. So it's important that the Denver Nuggets right now say, what are we trying to accomplish here? Because the Golden State Warriors have taken something away from them. They're not allowing their best player to have an impact on winning because they've taken away his ability to do what he does best, which is pass the ball. 
And the Denver Nuggets have done nothing. They've, done, they've just showed up like, oh, we're here. Now, at some point, take away something. Make sure we have the proper matchups because Steph Curry is going to do what Steph Curry do. Klay Thompson is going to do. But take away something because your best player right now can't. He can't defend. He can't rebound. He can't pass. He can't score. He, he can't help. He can't do everything. You've got to do something that's going to take away what this team is doing in order to give us an opportunity. And if you're asking me, I'm going to ask him to be a primary scorer. When you catch the ball, don't look to pass right now. Because why? Because no one, they don't even have a shot blocker. Who's the shot blocker for the for the Looney. Golden State Looney Warriors. Best. Like, yeah. Think about it. Kavon Looney and Kavon Looney, Looney and Draymond Green. Well, well, let's just post post sprint the big fella. Duck in and you score you look to score. We'll figure out the other things. But what I'm watching is they got the big fella out here moving the ball, running dribble weave, doing all these fancy plays. No, sometimes you just need to put the big fella on the box, work, big fella. And keep them honest. And then once they have to go down to the block to deal with Jokic, then that opens up the dribble handoffs and all that this stuff reminds on the me perimeter. Of one of the, this reminds me. That's why I think Denver can get back in the series. Oh, Denver should. This series should be one-one at the very least. Mm-hmm. Okay. This reminds me of what I learned in this league a long time ago. You can have all these fancy plays. You can have all these fancy scouting reports. You can have all of the fancy tape and the breakdowns and all of that. Sometimes, Tate, you just need to go out there and play. Play the game. Okay? And right now, I don't need anything from the Denver Nuggets other than, let me just see y'all show up. Because you haven't showed up in the first two games. And that makes me upset because you have an elite player. That's unacceptable. You have an MVP. <laughs> you, you, might have the, you might have a guy who wins back-to-back MVP and you haven't showed up. So that lets me know that this is... This is about right now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold the coaches accountable. I'm going to hold them accountable because right now their game looks way complicated to me. Simplify the game. Steve Kerr has simplified the game. Steph Curry, when you come in, you shoot. <laughs> Jordan Poole, you carry the energy of the game. Klay Thompson, we know what you do. Draymond, you manage all of the other stuff, and then we'll figure yeah. out the rest as we go along. Make the game simple. Make the game simple right now. Just simplify the game. Now, I'm saying this because I think Denver is a good team, but I've been I've been really disappointed in them, Tate. I was just disappointed in their game plan. And sometimes Same. I know you have bad games. Okay. Game one, I just threw it out. Okay. Bad first game. But you, but as a veteran team, you you make adjustments. And these guys are prideful. And I and I did like the fact, you know, I know other people on other channels are saying, oh, what's going on in Denver? They they're infighting. No, I like the fact when guys fight. Because that means they mean that they that means that they care. That's what Monte Morris said after the game. He that like, means they, they care. Mad. Okay. Yeah. You don't win and get to the playoffs if you don't care. So I'm expecting them. That's why I, that's why I'm tough on them, because I think they need to hear it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm I'm not, you know, Coach Malone is a terrific coach. But right now, something is not right with this group. And hopefully a little home cooking will turn this thing around. But simplify everything. Get them to play hard. Just play hard. 
they're they're hesitating. Up, like you said. They're, everyone is second guessing themselves. But I did like the fact, maybe because I've been in the NBA or around the NBA too long. I like the dysfunction, mm-hmm. and I saw some dysfunction there. And I like the fact that Will Barton and those guys kind of got in each other's face because they need to do that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, can they channel that energy and put it to the floor? That's the next question. That's the next test for this team. So hopefully in game three, it'll be more competitive. And I'm not taking away anything from the Golden State. Golden State has been playing terrific. I think they've had an excellent game plan. It's worked to perfection. And Jordan Poole and company, because he's been leading the charge here. They've been playing exceptional basketball, especially on the offensive end. And you know what? You got to give them credit for the way they've defended, um, you know, Jokic. And that starts with Draymond Green. So they they have an identity on that end as well. Yeah, active hands from Draymond. Had some big stops there on Jokic. But I'm excited to see if Denver can uh, piece it together because they're a really good basketball team and uh, they have not looked like that so far in the playoffs. One last thing, BJ, before we get out of here. Uh, tonight's games, we got two one eight games. We got the Heat taking on the Hawks, the Suns taking on the Pelicans. Um, in those series, between those two, do you see any hope and maybe you know those eight seeds pushing the one seeds a little bit? I think Phoenix still looks like the best team uh, in the playoffs right now, but the Pelicans, uh, I've enjoyed watching them as well. You know, the Pelicans are just overmatched right now. Yeah, with, but, with talent. but they're a good team. But you know what? My guy, Coach Willie Green, has been Mm -hmm. incredible. And the New Orleans Pelicans should be happy. That organization should be happy. I agree. For what he has done. They start off the season. Let's not forget, Tate, they started out the season 1-11, 1-12 or something like that. For For him to continue to coach this team throughout all of the adversity, not have their best player available to him for the whole season, and make... The playoffs. Wow. 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 Okay. And have the drama of your your best player that your number one pick is all that. I mean, he, you know, he's it's, it. it's, it's wow. Okay. They make a trade. CJ McCullough. Wow. That's another mm-hmm. like you, you got to give them credit. Like give those. Yeah. They, they've made a trade. And CJ, CJ brought like some some, some stability to the organization. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Professionalism to the organization. And yep. most importantly, he's brought leadership. Brandon Ingram. Love B.I. Man, B.I. is, you know, you're seeing another player take a step in his career. He looks like he's going to be like a perennial all-star again. for years yeah. to come. Yep. And you, I mean, this kid, was it Herb Jones? Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I, yeah, he can guard. You know what? Hey, man. Hey. Herb. I, I, like, I like him. Yeah. Put your put your wallet in your front pocket with Herb because Herb man <laughs> Herb is a hey, that man there. I I love Herb. I got to give them credit. They play hard. They play tough, and you got to beat them. And they keep coming. You know, they when you say a team is taking on the personality of their coach. You know, Willie Green is from Detroit. I've been knowing Willie. Seemed like forever. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I don't know if it's possible to win every game, but I know one thing all Detroit players know that played at St. Cecilia. You're going to fight. And when he had that little moment there against the Clippers, when he said, man, we got to fight, it just reminded me 
of when I played in the in the police athletic league, the PAL league there in Detroit. That was our that's the motto of every kid that's played in the city of Detroit. Now you might lose the game, but we're not gonna lay down. But we don't lose the fight. <laughs> you might lose the game. But I gotta win the fight. And that was beautiful to see. I think Willie Green has elevated himself into, wow, this dude has leadership. He's a terrific coach. And I'm telling you right now, I can tell the following in game one. Chris Paul had an amazing game, by the way, in game one. Amazing. Okay. Now, Chris Paul, you know, we might have to give him a new nickname. He might be fine wine. He's getting better. He's getting better with age. He's getting better mm-hmm. as he as he ages in his career. They respect Willie Green. They respect what he does. And you know what's been fascinating to watch is because Willie Green is so connected to that Phoenix franchise, I'm watching every move because I want to know how to beat Phoenix. Because normally the assistant coach knows how to attack the opposing team. And I can tell the respect that Monty Williams has for Willie Green. And the talent that the, the no, Pelicans no, no. Pelican, Pelicans has nothing to play around with. <laughs> exactly. Okay? They needed a, gonna, they needed a 30 the piece, a sensational, yeah. maybe one of Chris Paul's all-time great games in the playoffs. And he's had a few. They needed that in game one. At home, yeah. Okay? This... Pelicans fan base, Pelicans nation, y'all should be really proud of your team. You should be proud of how they've conducted themselves through this adversity, and it's been great to see, and I wouldn't be shocked if they won a game or two. I I think Phoenix is the better team, but I wouldn't be shocked because you know what? These guys, you can tell, these guys love playing for Willie. Yeah, I can't say that. They love playing for Coach Green. You know, and I got, I, got, I, got, I got to put some respect yeah. on that. You know what I mean? Will was the and guy it, that we all grew up with and we knew. You know, he was younger than me. You know, that's Will. Yeah, yeah, that's little yeah. Will. But now that's Coach Green. And Coach Green has these guys playing. And I can't be proud. I'm so proud of him and what he's been able to do. It's, it's, it's great to see. And um, and if you're if you're a New Orleans Pelicans fan, as you, oh, you, 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 you should be. The optimism is get off the your charts. season ticket. Yeah. I'm ready to get my season tickets. Because That's you know what? what? I mean. Now I'm saying, because you know what everybody's thinking. Let's say it here. Man, if Zion was playing. Exactly. Now, I hope that Zion can see this and say, hey, man. He's on the bench. He seems like he's more engaged. Hey, hey listen. We, we've listen. seen videos of him doing 360 dunks. I don't understand I, I, why he's doing I, that. I, but. If he gets back in the fold and he's totally engaged and bought in. They're a problem. Watch out in the West. All I'm going to say, if he's fully engaged, they have three all-stars. They they have McCollum, they have Brandon Ingram, and they have Zion Williamson. I mean, they have three all-stars. Okay. So, it is what it is. That's that's pretty good, BJ. That's a good start. Because you know what? If you give my man (laughs) Coach Green some talent... Then watch out. What one, one thing I want to say about the Suns, DeAndre Ayton. Oh first man, game. you know what? I, I I you know what? Tate, let's just say this. I love him. Tate, I love what I'm seeing. 
DeAndre Ayton and the Phoenix Suns, I, I, you know, they've just been consistent. This kid, DeAndre Ayton, I love what I see there in Phoenix. There's nothing else we can say. I just want to observe. I just want to, I'm so happy to talk about the game tape where I don't have to talk about all this other stuff. Yeah. I'm surprised we didn't go there w- about the Kyrie stuff. So I want to give you, I, I, didn't I, really want, to, want, to go I want to send you I, I, my, I my, my, my sincere, you know, thank you, Tate, that we, we yeah. kept it in between the lines. And you know what? Let's just keep talking about the game. Cause you know well, what? Kyrie's, Kyrie's hooping. So we're seeing get, some young, yeah, we're seeing some young players emerge. And I want to say this, Tate, before we get out of here, these young players, they're fearless. Mm-hmm. Man, these young guys are hey, You know what? I, Tyrese Maxey, Anthony Edwards, John, John Morant. Morant. You know, Jalen, Jalen Brown, uh, Jason Tatum, all these young guys. And by the way, can I give a applaud for my guy, Marcus Smart? Yeah. Bravo, bravo, bravo. Congratulations for Defensive Player of the Year. A tremendous honor. You know, I'm a little biased to the guards. I'm a little sensitive to that. It always goes to the bigs. So, you know, Gary Payton, who I have the utmost respect for, the glove, and now Marcus Smart as another guard for winning Defensive Player of the Year. That's tremendous. Tremendous. Bravo. So, Tate, let's watch the games. And can we do this again? When can we have this again? Can we can we do yeah, it tonight let's, after let's, the games? When do you want to do yeah, it again? Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's do it after the games uh, Thursday. Okay. Once we get Tuesday Sounds Wednesday good. Games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get back together. Well, this has been pushing through. Uh, BJ, anything else before we get out of Man, here? Man, winning water. Tate, what do you do? You got to make waves. We will see you later in the week.